Hello and welcome to episode 20 of the NRL Fantasy Amateurs. This is Mark. I'm here with Ryan. Ryan, how are you doing on this uh, Carnage Tuesday, mate? Oh, mate, I'm, I've gone through the five stages of grief and I'm finally at acceptance, so I'm doing all right now. <laughs> That's a, a quick progression, which is good because we need to get in and uh, do a couple of other items, mate. And um, I guess first and foremost for the day is we need to welcome our guest for the night, which is... Uh, Matthew Lippiat Sidman, who's our resident uh, Raiders expert. Matt, how are you going, mate? Um, I support the Raiders, so things aren't that crash hot at the minute. Um, yep. uh, it's gone It's gone from uh, dizzying highs to the lowest of lows a bit too quickly for my liking, but um, I was at the Monster Trucks on the weekend, so I only saw the good oh. half of the Raiders on the weekend, so I can yep. live with it. Yeah, so you, you missed one car wreck and, and saw the other one instead. <laughs> Pretty much, yeah. <laughs> Mate, well, you know, as a uh, as a Cowboys fan here, I've uh, I've been trying to look for somebody who supports a team worse than mine, which is pretty hard to do. But it seems I found one. So for the moment, <laughs> yeah, it's great. <laughs> All right, mate. Uh, so what we're going to do tonight is uh, trick things up a little bit. You guys obviously know it's uh, Magic Round this week, so we're going to not do a Q and A. Tonight, we're just going to go through the team list and, and maybe jump into some pre-state of origin and, and that sort of thing even as well. And then we'll jump into a, a Q&A tomorrow just to give us enough time, seeing as we don't have a game until Friday night. So got to give you guys something to do so you don't have to hang out with your uh, friends or family on Thursday. So we'll uh, we'll create two episodes of podcast for you. So just going to straight jump straight into the first game of the round, which is West Tigers and the Knights. So um, Madge's Deltas are really nice. You know when you – I don't know if you guys ever uh, played blackjack at the casino and you get like a, a 14 or something like that and the dealer's got a 10 and you're just staring at it going, what the hell am I going to do with this? And you just – you know, it's just – it's all it's all around bad. And that seems to be what's happened here. So um, the solution to the Tigers – problems is uh, dropping all of their good young players and keeping all the guys who haven't been very good in the side. Um, Matt, what are your thoughts on that strategy of, uh, of trying to improve your team? It's certainly a bold strategy. Uh, we'll see if that works out for him. Yeah. So we've got uh, a couple of new cheapies on the bench, though, with Sean Bloor and Jock Madden. Ryan, are you going to have a look at either of these guys? Uh, oh, I, I'm not too enticed by Madden just by how how much uh, Madges look to change, chop and change. Like who knows if Simpkin comes back into the side at some time um, and pushes Madden out. Um, Bloor is a little interesting given that it's only a three forward bench, but I think like you've said in the past, he, his, his PPM isn't great. Um, I would much prefer him to playing on an edge. I think he's one you can sort of wait and see for a week for mine. Yeah. Matt, uh, what's your percentage chance that you'd put on it that this is the one to seventeen for the Tigers on Friday night? Uh, I reckon about seventy percent. Yep. Um, but I look at this side and go, "There's one crazy change they're going to make," and I think it's more obvious than it looks. And unfortunately, I think it's going to hurt about thirty percent of teams because I reckon Madden goes to the halves, mm-hmm. Mumbai goes to centre, and Dewey goes to fullback which means good old Dane Laurie gets a rest. No That's way. a good one to sprinkle some magic on this. Oh, no. Don't, don't do that. Well, they'll be burning down the bloody – we'll have we'll have 100,000 fantasy teams burning down Campbelltown. Or they'll be rocking up at Suncorp. They'll be on the first flight there. Yep. I, oh, I can no. see it in that mess. Can't you see that now that I've pointed it out? 
No, I'm I'm looking at this and I'm seeing Jock Madden in with Moses Zembai and Luke Brooks dropped. Ooh. And Simkin onto the bench. That's what I'm seeing, which would be equally as bad for me. But, um, yeah, that's what I'm seeing. Uh, on the other side of the ball, it's all pretty familiar looking with Barnett at lock and Watson on the bench. Obviously, I think Watson becomes a problem, but probably towards the low end of the spectrum of of uh, immediacy in terms of, of what to deal with. So, Ryan, um, obviously all three of us have got Watson. Mm. Are you being that you're a head-to-head focus? Uh, what's your plans around Watson? Has he got a green dot next to his name? <laughs> <laughs> He's yeah. in. Good plan. Good yeah. plan. Um, okay. uh, honestly, yeah. if uh, if before this carnage was thrown up this week, I was probably looking at trading Watson out. Um, unfortunately, like he's really got the potential to be a keeper, but given that Fitzgibbon's back and it seems that he's the first choice second row, Mitch Barnett's gone back to lock. Um, it's as we saw on the weekend, it's really eaten into Connor Watson's minutes, <laughs> and, and mm. unfortunately, it, it doesn't seem like he is going to be a keeper anymore. If that um, if that keeps up, that said, again, he's not he's not urgent. You're probably going to get a good score out of him in round 13 at least. Once Frizzell's, um in Origin camp, and maybe if he gets a rest, but yeah, it's, it's not looking great for his long term prospects, and it's another trade um, probably going to have to make. Yeah. Mate, uh, well, Maddie, you're a Mitchell Barnett's a, uh, a Raiders junior, wasn't he? Or a come up through the Raiders? Yes, yes, he debuted for us. Um, I actually think we might have snaked him from the the Knights as a junior, to be honest. But okay. I can't remember where can't remember where he originally came from. But yeah, he certainly came through our junior systems and debuted here. And we had a few back rowers in front of him named Papali and Tarpany, and um, mm. so he got he got moved on. But um, he's going well. Yeah. Do we think he's a back rower or a middle? Um, to be perfectly honest, I think he's – I hate to use the term. I think he's a football player. I think you can put him in either spot and he's mm. just as good. Um, given that he's a bit of a fiery character, I think he's probably more suited to the middle because he doesn't mind laying blokes out. Although people used to say that about Pangai too and, and he's been an absolute revelation on the edge. My, I guess what I'm getting at is I actually don't really rate Fitzgibbon that highly. And no, I, I don't either. I don't understand why they um why they insisting on playing him for eighty minutes and and killing Barnett Watson and Bradman Best all in the same fell swoop. <laughs> so, uh, I uh, I've been strongly looking at Bradman Best, but he uh, I think he's going to have some issues getting touching the ball. Yeah, um, but he's got a massive BE this week, so I guess it's I, I think it's in the sixties. Um, is Best on either of your radars? Not at the moment. He was for a while, but I've got a few more centres up my sleeve than don't really need him. Yeah, for mine, he's, he's so frustrating. The Knights' attack is criminal. He's uh, You've got like this attacking super weapon, in essence, with, with Best there, and they just don't give him the ball. He's he's so good with the ball in hand, and I don't know, they just ignore him, and it's, it's really frustrating to watch because he would be at the top of my list this week and needing a centre, um, but... Yeah, unfortunately, given the Knights' attack currently, it, it's not um, it's not happy days. No, um, I guess the other big you know element in the room that we need to sort of talk about is Ponga. He's had a pretty good score last week after a couple of not that good ones. Um, I think we can put to bed that the right decision four weeks ago or whatever was to get Turbo and not Ponga, though. I I think the statistics will suggest that, but I'm not touching those hamstrings. Uh, yeah, you're a you're not a turbo truther. We needed a we needed a, a turbo anti truther on this podcast. So, 
<laughs> so it's been a turbo circle jerk for the last bloody four weeks. So it's uh, it's good to hear somebody actually uh, bring up the hammies. It's it's I've been uh, actually that's a good segue into our next game. Yeah, it um, is. So um, yeah, Manly versus Broncos on the Friday night. Tom Trevojevic going absolutely gangbusters, hundred plus score. This week, um, obviously, we're not anticipating him to do that every week, and he's probably going to be wearing sky blue in a couple of weeks from now. Um, I've had a couple of people messaging me. I'm going to, yeah, obviously, we're doing the Q and A tomorrow, but um, looking at buying him now. Uh, obviously, you could have got him at five, or was it four seventy seven, and then again in the low fives, and we're now in the mid sixes. Uh, <sighs> Let's say let put, let's go to an alternate universe, Matt, where you weren't worried about his hamstrings, and you you just he's going to play to the end of the year. Yep. Would, would you get him at six sixty three? Does he represent a value to you there? Well, I must admit, when when we were starting the year, he was one of the first guys picked in my outside backs because I figured I had thirty four trades, and um, if I blew a hamstring early, I had plenty of trades to worry about it. Now that yeah. I've burnt a few, the answer is no. But with <clears throat> the problem you've got now is, A, he's got through four games, looks a million bucks, which just to me means probability says those hamstrings are getting closer. But also you've got Origin only three weeks away. Mm. Um, and, you know, let's say he is fit still in three weeks' time. I, I'd be very, very surprised if he's not playing in the centres um, in in State of Origin 1. So, yeah, okay, his BE is very low. And if he keeps pumping out scores like he is at the moment, he's probably an end-of-year keeper, which is infuriating. But... <laughs> um, you, you don't buy a bloke who's going to play Origin three weeks from Origin. Yeah. Um, you, you, you've got to say, okay, I missed the boat. I'll come back to it later. All right. Right. I'm going to handball this one to you. I was going to give you the next one, but I think mm. um, I, I, I think I asked you a really similar question with Watson. <laughs> Mate, uh, Tommy Turbo. So we've had a couple of questions about State of Origin buys and that sort of stuff. Is he uh, – do we anticipate him being rested after game one? They play on the Friday after the Wednesday night game. Yeah, it's tough to say. I know you've speculated about this, about uh, how it's a lot of players have said it's easier to play on the Friday than it is on some of the other days, like the Saturday and the Sunday, which is interesting. Obviously, I've got no idea. I've never played football at that high of a level. And... I'm, I'm sure I saw you running around in a Melbourne Storm jersey on the weekend. <laughs> I think you might have mistaken me for Christian Welch, mate. That's oh, okay. yep. easy mistake to make. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's it's certainly a possibility, and it, and it, you got to factor that in as well. If you're considering buying him, you got to know that hey, it's a it's a pretty it's a pretty likely chance that he might miss round fourteen if if you are buying him. Um, and and that's another reason as well why it's good to you know for for say for myself, like I've got Tedesco and Turbo both likely chances to get a rest in round 14 so you got to make sure that you have some cover as well so always keep that in mind if um if, if you are owner if you are looking to to buy yeah um i guess the next the only other really obvious relevant option here is schuster um i mean we've got a couple of other guys in dc and gerbo gerbo seems to be back um We'll go to Schuster, though, first. Uh, Matt, are you a, a head-to-head or overall normally? I'm, I'm an overall man myself, yeah. Okay, so what's your plans around Schuster? Um, well, he's still averaging 50. His BE's 50. Um, I've certainly got bigger problems in my side this week. Uh, I would say I'm holding him for as long as I possibly can. If he keeps pumping out 50s, well, I'm not going to sell him. 
because um, at worst he's a very handy bench player. But um, yeah, he, he's sort of on my watch and see. If things go pear shaped, then then he may get the flick. But for the moment, he's doing his job, and I'm happy to hold him a bit longer. Okay, and um, Ryan. Jake Trebojevic, are we just putting him in the same, I guess, for head-to-head, if you're a head-to-head guy, are you, well, you are, are you looking at Jerbo? I mean, he's certainly on the radar just because of how cheap he is and because of how uh, scarce good middles are. Um, again, he's one of those guys that you've got to think that he, 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 there's a very good chance I think he backs up on the Friday, but there's also a, an even greater chance I think he doesn't play 80. And we've seen what he's like with his PPM and you know his his uh, ability to suddenly turn into Aiden Tolman. Um, what do you mean turn into Aiden Tolman? <laughs> he is Aiden Tolman. Aiden Tolman in disguise. Um, yeah, it, it's he's, he's on the radar, but at the same time, I don't think he's a priority buy. No. All right. Anything to add to that, Matt? No, look, he's he's on my radar, but from memory, his B is still in the mid sixties. So no, I'll wait a couple. I'm waiting a couple of weeks. Forty-three. Forty-three. You sure about that? Hundred percent. I'm confident. I looked it up, and it was sixty-three or something. But anyway, that's fine. I'll believe yeah. you. You should. But, Forty-three. Um, yeah. Okay. Um, he's he's on my watch list, but again, he's an Origin player who doesn't play thirteen. So yeah, I'll wait. Yep. Mm. Um, Broncos side of the ball. They're looking very familiar. Gamble uh, has survived the second week um, and looks, even in a loss, like he's not going anywhere anytime soon. Um, does anyone disagree with that? I guess, Matt Ryan, start with you. No, I, I think we spoke about this last week. I, I think he's a, uh, he's a solid buy. And if I didn't have so many other fires this week, I'd probably be buying him myself. I, I think he's a, he, he's got the potential to be a good cash cow. Yeah. Matt, any disagreements with that? Not at all. Oh, lovely. All right. Uh, outside of that, obviously, the big news with the Broncos is Pat Carrigan going down with an ACL injury, which brings Flegler into the starting side and Asiata onto the bench for this week. Uh, Alex Glenn is not too far away. Uh, does anyone, um, I guess we're looking at, uh, in my opinion, this looks to me like a Ricky to the bench and Glenn back into the starting side with Asiata dropping off when uh, when Glenn's fit. Uh, Matt, is that the way you see in this Broncos team? I'll be honest, I don't know. Um, I tried to message James, our Broncos man today, and he said, don't buy Flegler. So um, Mm. I'm very interested as to why, but I didn't get a response. So Mm. I I can't tell you yet. Um, I would have said um, there's a potential – well, it could go two ways, right? It could be Jordan Ricky to the bench and Asiata drops out because he was the man sort of last in, first out. Or the unfortunate thing for all of us who are probably all Pangai joiners now, uh, he gets moved to lock and Ricky starts with Glenn as well. Um, but, yeah, I, I don't know. I, I'd like to think it's the Ricky to the bench because that saves Pangai, but who knows? Um, I'd love to know why James doesn't want Thomas Flegler, but I've got an interesting thing about Reese Kennedy is potentially, potentially a buy now too. Mate, well, there's Kennedy and Bullymore and Asiata. I know that the Broncos were actually toying with playing Asiata in the 13 jersey in round one and having a ball-playing lock. Um, you'll also notice that last weekend, even though they were losing, but it was a close game, um, they bought Levi on and left Turpin on and had him playing in the middle as a, as a ball-playing lock as well. So 
um, it, maybe that's what they're going to be looking at. And maybe it, it, maybe the reason why he said that is because it's actually going to be Asiata starting and Levi playing in the middle as well. And and those minutes from Carrigan are actually just going to be soaked across those four guys, making none of them a buy. Possibly. Yeah, that's that, possible. That, I just I like just you know putting away the fantasy for a minute. And I bought Pangai. And I've been, you know, standing up with my flag on the top of the mountain, screaming his name from the the hilltops. And obviously that worked for me with him and didn't work for me with some other unnamed people. (laughs) Um, With great haircuts. Yeah, mate. uh, And I think as much as Kevy's not a – he's not a Craig Bellamy, Wayne Bennett coach, you know, I don't think his eyes are painted on. And anyone with half a brain that's been watching the Broncos can see that Pangai's in their top one to two best players at the moment. And he's been absolutely fantastic on that edge. And there's, you know, when you're when you're talking about middle forwards, their job's not complicated, right? All they've got to do is do a hit up and don't miss tackles and you can play them for 30, 40 minutes, especially when you've got Haas and Lodge there that are capable of playing absolutely monstrous minutes. Like they don't need to mess around moving their best player out of his best position when they've had some success with it, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you know, that's my opinion. I don't think it's going to impact Haas at all. He's just going to keep doing Haas stuff, which is going to be awesome for us. Uh, as have, um, Ryan, you haven't got Haas yet, have you? No, I haven't. I was actually looking at uh, getting him potentially this week until all this carnage unfolded. But mm. that, uh, that not getting Flegler news is very disheartening. I was quite looking forward to to getting a, a middle that's under 400K that might actually pump out a 40 score. So, yeah, I'm, I'm really interested to hear about um, the, the too, reasoning. Mm, yeah, <laughs> we'll, 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 have to, we'll have to get the squad well, to just keep inboxing him until he actually gives us <laughs> Yeah. Oh, give me a second and I'll have a quick look and see if he's pinged us yet. Yeah, oh, that'll be good. The absolute worst-case scenario here is Asiata starting because his PPM is just so awful. I don't yeah. even think that would make him a buy. No, none of those players are buys if that's to go, and I reckon that's what it is. You, you, you don't think maybe Lodge gets a five extra minutes and makes him a buy again? He's oh. sort of been flirting with that edge of buy versus not yeah, for a I'm, while. I don't mind Lodge. Um as an option, uh, it's just his PPM's a bit up and down for me. And, and I mean, like, if we're talking about these four guys all coming in, like, these last three weeks against the Eels, he got 34 and 46, 31 and 46. I just don't see him playing, like, a lot more minutes than that. Uh, even the Storm, 29 and 49. I know we give people a bit of a pass for the Storm. But, you know, the Cowboys just basically played the entire game in the middle of the field last week, so he managed to get 54. But outside that, his PPM's been just absolutely horrendous. Yeah, so, sure. Yeah, I don't know. I just, like, at that price point, it's sort of creeping into you're, you're sort of in a no-man's land there for me. Like, I'd rather roll the dice on Flegler for 100K less if I was going to do it. Um, but I reckon would, I might just avoid it. Would you roll the dice on Kennedy? He's two 280-something. Yeah, well, maybe it's um, worth a look. Because yeah. he's, two, he's 286. His PPM is 0.97. Okay. Um, I looked um, for his minutes between 30 and 50, um, and in that time he's averaging 35 and a half, ranging from 29 to 41. Okay. Um, the Broncos bench to date has been going 30, 30, 40, and then utility random minutes. Yeah. Okay. Um, so he has actually been the one of the guys on the bench getting the most minutes. So if he was getting 35 before at 40, he might be getting 40 minutes, which is high thirties. Yeah. Um, and he's priced at high twenties. It just makes me nervous. 
<laughs> yeah, I can definitely see it though. If somebody needs a really cheap mid, that'd probably be the way I was going. But it's probably. I think Flegler's uh, probably safer than yeah. Kennedy, but it's you know you're saving another hundred grand, hundred grand, I think, eighty grand. Yeah. Um, all right. Well, that's uh, certainly something to think about. Uh, moving along to the next game, which is uh, Bulldogs up against the uh, not so mighty Raiders. Uh, so we got Kyle Flanagan dropped for Wakeham with Avarillo moving to seven, but you know he's still in the halves. Uh, and Corey Allen's out for a couple of weeks, which sees Katoa come back onto the wing. Meany at centre instead of Kotrick, which is awesome. Uh, sarcasm. Uh, and uh, Renault for Tony is going to start with Waddell going to the bench. Uh, so uh, Bulldogs, not real anything fantasy relevant. If you got Avarillo, that's great, and it's doing awesome. Certainly not buying now, though, are we? Uh, no. I mean, there's going to be a lot of teams that need a centre, and there's uh, few and far between nowadays in terms mm. of 40 averages. But, yeah, if, if you can get someone else, but, I mean... Who else is there in that centre position, really? Like, you've got Gagai with Origin coming up. Um, like, all the others are injured for the most part. Like, even Peachy, he's been, um, you know, playing, like, 20 minutes at hooker, which isn't great for his scoring. He's just been bailed out by a few tries recently. Like, you're really left with, like, an Avarillo, a Jack Bird, or, you know, we spoke about Bradman Best. Like, I mean, who do you buy? Yeah, I don't know. Just hold hold the guy. It's not. It's not said fee guy. I forget how they were saying it on the TV the other day. But pick a fee guy. Mm. I think there's only one of them. Yeah, one's gone now. He's injured. Mm. Okay, the other one. <laughs> the, one the one that's not injured. That's, you that's have M fee guy. Pick him. That's that's what people come here for. The high quality, uh, researched fantasy advice. That's what that's what they're here for. <laughs> Um, my, my, my suggestion would be just if you don't have a Bulldogs player, don't buy one. And if you do have one, just cross your I, fingers. This I, week. Have, I have a buy in that list. Randolph Tony. Is he getting a bit expensive now, though? He's now 526. Yeah, his so last, yes. his, the answer is yes. But his last, he's, <laughs> so his current average is 42. Mm-hmm. Uh, his last four games averaging 55. Yeah, there was a big try in that. Um, Two big tries in that. Is there two big tries, is there? Yeah, two big I can't, tries. I can't see on my, my list. I can only see the scores. Yeah, um, no, two, two tries in four games in that four-game split. And they've also got ja- Josh Jackson, which won't be far off as well. So, yeah, that's that's kind of the reason why I avoided him. And, and I'm, I guess anyone that did get him, I saw a couple of people talking about him. I'd be happy if I got him. But um, if you didn't get him, I probably wouldn't uh, yeah. now. The annoying thing is I looked at him three weeks ago. Yeah, I think I remember uh, messaging you about that. Yep. I did. Right. <laughs> I've done that a few times and not pulled the trigger. It's annoying. <laughs> All right. On the other side of the ball, a little bit more interesting. And um, Ryan, I'll start with you because I don't want to get Matt started too much on the Raiders. Otherwise, we'll be here till midnight. <laughs> um, but we've got uh, Starling holding his starting spot with Hodgson off the bench and uh, Tarpany and uh, Ryan Sutton now injured with Hudson Young and... Uh, uh, what's the name? Ryan James back into the team. Um, yeah, you and, Rapana, and, oh, and Rapana's gone with uh, Valame on the wing. So we think that's just a short term hammy, though. So um, obviously, don't want to be messing around with Valame. Uh, Tom Starling, we highlighted as a uh, gigantic <laughs> balls pod, and he uh, he managed to actually come off. And um, I think somebody sent me a screenshot of him captained, which was awesome. 
Oh, wow. Uh, shout out That's to ballsy. that guy. Yeah, loved it. Um, Harawira Nara didn't do anything stupid, though. Um, Ryan, you got Harawira Nara, don't you? Yeah, he's almost a bit of a pod. I'm surprised at how many teams have actually uh, skipped old CHM, but that said, he is a roller coaster. So I'll take my 46, and he didn't give away four penalties this week, so that was nice. Yep. Uh, not that it didn't stop them from losing anyway. He's still – oh, that's missed tackles. That's not penalties. Um, mate, uh, what are we making – Matty, what are we making of this Hodgson on the bench? Well, there's two things to it. The first thing is before he got injured, that's where he was going to be playing. Um, so that was that was the reason for the apparent blow-up in the Ricky's office um, that, that all the tinfoil hatters jumped all over for about a week. Um, obviously, his form hasn't been crash hot, but – now you've got the added bonus of coming back from injury. I suspect he's going to play that floating lock role, um, but probably pinch a few hooker minutes to end the game. So I would say Starling's probably back to a 60-minute hooker. Um, so for all those people that own him, he's probably not pumping out 60 points without you know big attacking plays um, for a few weeks at least. Well, uh, the good news is he's playing against the Bulldogs, so at least for this week he'll probably get some attacking stats. Um, well, my fingers are crossed for that in this instance. <laughs> um, outside of that, there's not really a lot happening fantasy-wise here, is there? No. So, I, I mean, I mentioned during, I think it was today or yesterday, that look for Horsburgh and Young to take the minutes of Sutton and um, Tarpany, and, and it's come out exactly as I suspected. I did have a little bit of a look at Horsburgh just to see whether he was at a buy, but he's actually more expensive than I thought he was at four fo- at 5.45. So he's yeah. in that annoying random no price and, um, you know, they don't play 13, so. Yep. No, so, yeah, in, in, in summation, uh, if you got Starling and Captain Dan, that's awesome. If you didn't, don't buy anyone from the Raiders. Um, moving along to the next. CHN, but you probably missed that boat too. Yeah, maybe even not him. <laughs> depending on how it's all going. I mean, if you need an edge, but I feel like maybe there's some some better value on the top end in the edges at the moment. So I'm sure we'll get there in a, a couple of minutes. Uh, Sharkies versus Rabbitohs mid-game on the Saturday. Um, so the Sharks lose Ramian for four to six w- weeks with a elbow to the eye. Uh, so he's got a, some sort of fracture in his eye socket. He's going to be gone for four to six weeks, which sees Dugan back into the team. Chad Townsend got taken off at halftime, but he's back in the halves again, which is uh, – and um, obviously Sean Johnson's dropping his bundle price-wise. Uh, outside of that, it's all pretty normal. Aiden Tolman had a really big score after I asked about him last week and Ryan shut me down. Oh, please. <laughs> Mate, uh, Sean Johnson, though, Ryan, mm. uh, are we looking at him and, you know, like are we worried about the Sharks as a whole – this year and, and whether he should even be on the buy list? I mean, he's he'll be 100% on my buy list if Chad is dropped. He will be become a fantastic buy if um, Chad Townsend is no longer in this team because uh, you'd have to suspect it'll be similar to when Chad was playing with Moylan. He'll take over all the in-play kicking um, and get the goal kicking back because, I mean, Sean needs the goal kicking back to start with. Chad has surprisingly been quite accurate um, this year with his, with his goal kicking boots. But, yeah, it's just a matter of how long can he stay in this side and you know, with the contract signed for next year, uh, maybe maybe it's um, a chance that he drops out of this side. But I still think uh, Sean belongs on the watch list. We highlighted that the Sharks had a really tough run of, you know, this murderer's row of opponents um, you know, they had, uh, what, the Storm, the Panthers, and now the Rabbitohs since 
Johnson's been back. So I, I, I still think he's worth holding, uh, having a look on the watch list until after the first buy round. But, um, yeah, uh, if Chad could somehow drop out of this team, then, yeah, Johnson would become a great buy for mine. Great. And um, we got uh, Andrew Fafita back in the 17, which is really nice, a people's champion. Mm. <laughs> uh, obviously uh, not going to be recommending him as a buy yet, but um, never know what will happen in the future. Life uh, has funny things in store. Um, on the Rabideau side of the ball, we see Adam Reynolds back very, very early from his finger injury, uh, which pushes Benji to six. Cody Walker's going to stay in the one. Um, we've also got uh, Tane Mill named back on the wing again, but you have to imagine that that's going to be Masters at centre and Gagai on the wing potentially, um, or even just Masters on the wing. As far as the Rabbitohs go, though, it's pretty barren from a fantasy perspective. Cook's dropping cash and sort of sitting around the same price, but he's playing State of Origin, you have to imagine, Um uh, and and same goes for Jai Arrow, who I know a couple of people were looking at him, but he sort of hasn't really kicked on, which is kind of what we thought would happen. So um, good job to us. Um, was Ryan, it Mas- Sorry, was it Masters or Pelo, uh, Paulo that got hooked last week for for um, Carbo? I think, it was, I think it was Masters, wasn't it? Hmm. That, that's my question because one one of them went off after twenty minutes or thereabouts. Uh, they were being carved up down his yeah. edge. Was it, yeah. was it Masters? Masters played 37 minutes as far yeah, as Yeah, then Tane Milne's playing on the wing this week. Okay, mm. interesting. Um, probably wouldn't be messing around with him anyway. They've got nah. um, Jackson Paulo coming back. So, yeah, just stay away from everybody on this uh, Rabbitohs t- side, I think. Uh, next game, Saturday night. This one should be fun, Roosters versus Cowboys. Uh, so we lose uh, Drew Hutchinson to a punctured lung for – one to three week or was three weeks, which sounds like way too short for a punctured lung, but what do I know? Um, Lachlan Lamb comes into the halves. Marshke, uh still at hooker, obviously, with um, Takiaho coming off the bench. <laughs> I think he came off the bench and didn't go back off after that, which, you know, for his owners is, is great. Uh, Nat Butcher put in a massive performance, but goes back to the bench. Uh, so obviously he's not a buy. Sam Walker seems to have escaped. That's, I guess that's the big news. Sam Walker seems to have escaped any uh, issues with his ankle. Um, Ryan, Sam Walker, would you prefer to do Sam Walker or James Tedesco? Oh, Sam Walker is a, is a happier tale. <laughs> Talk to me about Sam Walker. So average of 51, break even at 18. Uh, I mean, what is there to say? He's, he's a hold for now, I think. Um, he's certainly got potential to get into the keeper territory now that he's uh he's goal kicking I mean, if we can just get him healthy it'd be nice he's got a he's got a bye week coming up so maybe he could take a bit of a rest there that'd be nice um mm-hmm. but yeah no i mean we saw that once hutchinson went down he, he took over the majority of the in-play kicking even with adam kieran there and and with him having just a busted body um i mean at worst he's he's got another what 100k maybe 70 to 100k to make and at, at best he's he's got that keeper potential but um yeah the fence the the jury's out for mine still but um certainly one of the best cash cows this year at, at the very worst absolutely maddie as an overall player because i'm i'm in the same boat mm-hmm. um do you have him as a are you selling him in the round 13 buy or are you gonna hang, hang on him hang on to him um, it'll be probably a wait and see where I'm at in round 13 as to how many players I've got and and what what the 
trade situation looks like. But, you know, a bit like Schuster, right at the minute, he's pumping out good scores. Um, I agree that I'd prefer his ankle and his shoulder not to be dead, but um, he's pushing on. So I'll, I'll be holding him as long as I possibly can, if not all the way to the end. Great. And, um, mate, what the hell's going on with James Tedesco? I would say there's no Luke Keary. He's had six different halves partners. That's probably a few too many, but you know what I mean. Um, and and a forward pack that has, you know, spent 40 minutes on a field and then two weeks out. So I would say he is the main sufferer from a team that has had so many changes in it. Um, you know, it's like fashion going out of style. Yep. Uh, Brian, as a obviously a head-to-head player, um, we're not going to be selling, but, I mean, for an overall player, he's 584. You sort of just need to hold him through whatever's going on at the moment, don't we? Yeah, I, I really feel like you do because he's going to be a buy for so many people soon. And, I mean, what, what are you selling him for? Like, if everyone is um, is looking to jump on in, you know, maybe, say, after Origin when he's when he's bottomed out at, like, say, 500, 500K or something and, yeah, all of a sudden you've just spent another trade and you've lost 200 grand and you've got to watch Wally while everyone else picks him up. Um, I mean, for, for mine, as, as a head-to-head player, I've, I don't really have any intentions on selling him. Trades are at such a premium. But, um, yeah, I'm not sure too sure what overall players would be thinking there. I know a lot of people have been looking at moving him. I know we were talk- they were talking about moving him to Adam Dewey, which obviously isn't going to happen now. <laughs> <laughs> hey, uh, TK, I know you're going to be listening to this, mate. Suck shit. <laughs> That's my one swear word for this podcast. Please don't mute me, uh, Podbean. Uh, Cowboys side of the ball. Uh, we've got Javid Bowen named again at centre, but I'm pretty sure that Hamiso is not far away. So I know somebody was asking about him in the NRL fantasy talk. Please do not buy Javid Bowen. Um, Clifford looked really good in the halves, though. Uh, so he's going to Newcastle. It'll be nice for them to finally get a good halfback after suffering through Mitchell Pierce for a couple of years. <laughs> and, um, oh, dear. Mate, the uh, the ghost of Jason Tamalolo has reappeared, though, as well. So after a couple of weeks of um, some reduced minutes, Tamalolo was back with a force. Mate, I think what happened is Toddy must have been going back looking for tips through my old podcasts. And um, seeing as we gave him a bit of a rev up, he's uh, he, he, he got Jace back to his best. So um, this bench looks pretty good for Tom Alolo. Uh, as the resident head-to-head player, Ryan, mm. where are you sitting with Lolo? Um, I, I really want to see it again. I want to see that this wasn't a fluke, that he is um, playing – you know, 60 plus minutes regularly. So for mine, I'm happy to wait another week. But I mean, because all like all we heard from uh, Peyton for the majority of the year is, you know, Lolo's here for the future. We've got him on a 10 year contract. We need to take care of him. We can't have him playing 70 minutes. And then all of a sudden to come out and play 70 minutes against the Broncos um, completely goes against what he said. Uh, so I, I'd like to see it uh, one more time and just make sure that this wasn't a fluke and that his role actually has changed and, yeah, this is the long-term plan. I think what the the intent was to do, and this would be really smart coaching from, from them, would be Tom Lolo plays the first 15 to 20 minutes, goes off for 10, plays the, the 10 minutes before halftime, and then 
10 minutes either side of halftime, goes off for a quick breather and then comes back for the final 15 or so and ends up playing 60 minutes with two 10-minute breaks plus the halftime break. Uh, so he can stay fresh the whole time. I mean, you got those guys there that can play those those minutes. I seemed like they were messing around with the edges. And not, I think the edges weren't playing 80, which is good as well because none of them have particularly big engines. And we know Tomalolo has a big engine. Hess, McLean can both play big minutes. Same with Molo and Lachlan Burr. Um, and then they've got Gilbert sitting there who's comfortably can play 60-plus minutes in the middle as well, sitting in the reserves. Um, they're just obviously the Cowboys forwards have been playing well enough to keep him out. Um, Matty, you disagree with anything there? What's, are you in the same vibes around Tom Lolo? Um, I, yeah, I certainly want to see him do it again. Um, again, he's got, a, I think, a 60-ish BE this week. Yeah. So yeah. I'm happy for him to pump out another 60 and, and prove that he's, he's back in business. But, yeah, look, I agree with all of that. Yeah, love it. I want to. I, I really want to get him because I'm. I really hate that I don't have any Cowboys players. I never get Cowboys players aside from Tom Lolo, and he's never a pod. So I'm looking forward to actually having Podololo. <laughs> uh, all right. I thought that was wasn't pot, Podamolo? Isn't that your man? No, Molo. I, I like Molo. He's just. I think he's in the doghouse because he's going to the Dragons next year. Well, that's fair call. Yeah. Um, so first game on Sunday is Warriors versus the Eels. Um, so for those of you that don't follow us on Twitter, um, we sent out some – oh, no, it was on Facebook. We sent out some news earlier that this game's actually been changed from 13 aside to 9 aside to allow the Eels to feel the side. <laughs> so, um, mate, the, uh, the Warriors, obviously the 9 suits them. Uh, no, nah, but in all seriousness, Warriors look pretty similar, except uh, Nicarima and Harris have swapped 6 and 7, but that's all looking the same. And uh, Walsh is back on the bench again. Uh, I know Ryan didn't buy Walsh. Were you a Walsh? Did you get stuck in the bear trap, Matt? Um, I didn't get him in this. I got him in um, NRL CEO, which is obviously okay. a different fantasy thing. But, um, no, I didn't pick him up in, in uh, this one, no. Good man. You must have been listening to the amateurs for some quality advice. <laughs> oh, well, more a case of I didn't need a winger at the time. That was my thing. Yep, no, good stuff. Um, nothing really exciting here. Harris doing Harris stuff. Um, every everything other than that, the Warriors are pretty unexciting, aren't they? Question: mm-hmm. Nathan Brown in his press conference said I made a mistake with my selections. He's now picked the same seventeen players. What's the go did, with that? Did he say I made a mistake with my selections, or did he say I might have made a mistake with where I chose to play players? Yeah, one of them. Yeah, so because the word might is very key. What you're forgetting <laughs> and what you need to remember here is Nathan Brown's not a very intelligent, good coach. So it's going to take him a month or two to actually work out what he should be doing with his team. And by then, half of them will be injured or dropped anyway. I'm surprised he's not playing with Reese Walsh in the back row. <laughs> well, he probably could, and he'd probably still be better than. Well, maybe not the back row, to be honest. Yeah. That's probably one of their strengths. But it is. He's, he's certainly their be- best player, and he's he's not no. uh, crazy anyway. Yeah, no, he's a good player. I think I think the problem is is they can't move him out of one, and they got really big raps on on Harris Davida, and for some reason, uh, Nicarima seems to shine. Sh- the sun seems to shine out of his ass. So he's kind of the odd man out, unfortunately. But it's a great place to do an apprenticeship. He's going to cover injuries, and um, probably not a good cheap still next year. Yeah, that's that's actually the best part of it is 2022. Uh, from the eel side of the ball, though, we see a couple of rookies here. So Jacob Arthur with a last risk because he needs to clear his uh, COVID protocols and, and he'll only play uh, in the halves. Uh, he'll do one training session with Moses 
on um, on the captain's run. So obviously we're not going to be messing around buying him with a couple of weeks, but this is really good for Moses, I think. Uh-huh. Yeah, Loving so it. Ryan, did you get Moses yet? No, mate. No, I've had to, I've had to buy a center for every, every week for the past five weeks. So. Oh, that was me last year. Oh, welcome. <laughs> so. See if you can ride into CK and see if we can get Moses a dual center because that would be really good for me. That yes, would be quite like handy. It. Let's do that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Very handy. Uh, but they see Murata Niakure, who's in a lot of teams, I believe, dropping out with a, a shoulder charge. So he's gone for a couple of weeks. And Wanga Blake is uh, is into the side. I saw uh, I saw something funny on Twitter, and I can't. I apologise to this person. I can't remember who it was, but they said someone was complaining about the Eels getting favouritism by being allowed to to change the COVID protocols, and they said, oh. Actually, um, it, the, the Eels are being punished because instead of having to forfeit, they have to play Wonga Blake at centre. <laughs> <laughs> Which is rough as. But, um, I did think it was quite funny. Um, but, um, mate, other than Moses, we've got Reed Marnie, who's done some great things for us with his early injury. So he's got a gigantic break even in the 90s now. And, and he's, for an overall player, Matt, um, are you licking your lips looking at Marnie for a round 13 uh, option now? Or do you think he's going to play in the, the number nine jersey for Queensland? Oh, they'd be nuts if they play him in the nine jersey for Queensland. It's, there's a very obvious bloke to pick right there. And um, even Bellyache's um, leaving him fresh for for mm. Queensland, which is really infuriating. So, <laughs> um, look, yeah, no, I, I'd like to see him drop a whole heap of ton of cash if he can in the next three weeks. But yep. so, yes, is the short answer. Yeah, cool. I I went from looking at him going, oh, he surely his scores can't continue. I'm not ever getting him because he's too expensive to now. Like he's straight on the top of my buy list. Uh, actually, probably number two on my buy list because uh, the other guy here down here, number 12, Ryan Madison, is number one with a bullet. Uh, he's just absolutely arrested his price drops now. Um, break even a 59 this week, coming off an 80-plus score. Uh, looks absolutely fantastic. You have to think that that uh, Madison's going to be asked to do some more work with Dylan Brown out as well. He can play make. Obviously, we saw that on the weekend. You lads, uh, Ryan, start with you, mate. Is I know he's not a centre, but is there any way you can squeeze Maddo in this week? <laughs> I mean, I'll certainly be trying, if not this week, next week. Uh, he does seem like a great buy to fill that edge position, especially with the potential of David Mafita gone for two weeks, depending on how he goes. Mm. Um, oh, we better check that. Keep talking, though. <laughs> yeah, I've been looking. I, I, I can't find anything. I don't think the, uh, the hearing started yet. But, All right. Um, yeah, no, he, he seems like a great buy. We finally saw him back to form last week. And, yeah, for especially for overall players, I think he's got to be at the top of your list. Okay. Um, Matty, uh, you are our resident person that's scared about injuries. Uh, does the concussion thing worry you? Very much so. Okay. Um, very much so. Like... It's it's the same situation as Turbo. After after watching him get done and then watch him sit, sit for six weeks, I sort of thought, you know what, I'm sticking a black line through him. Um, the annoying thing is I actually worked out a combination that would actually suit me quite healthfully this week to get both Madison and Turbo in, but I'm not doing either. Um, I'll probably go for his back row partner instead. Okay. I'll, I'll just lump up some cash and, and run with it. Right, okay. Yeah, no, I see it, and I, I knew you were going to say that, which is why I, I handballed it to you that way. <laughs> Mate, um, although you weren't here for our episode last week, so I'll ask you about this. How excited, scale of 1 to 10, are you about the return of the Cardi Party? 
Well, I, I did did um, give you a bit of a slamming la- during during the game, having seen Cardi Cardi get on and with a 160 ppm, three seconds in scores a try. So, um, you know, it it was fun watching the Cardi party come back to life, and I can actually see him playing six this week. I okay. reckon there could be a little smoke screen thing going on. Cardi to six, Hipgrave to the bench. All right, that would actually make a lot of sense. And also, if these guys don't pass all the biosecurity things, that's exactly what will happen as well anyway. So, because uh, obviously Cardi will go to six, they'll have to bring Hipgrave and Dunster into the bench and that'll be the seat, the side. So yep. uh, Nathan Brown is uh, named to come back, but obviously he was named last week. Um, I think we've discussed him at length, but just checking you're on the same page with him as well. He seems to be not a buy even at a reduced price at the moment. Yeah, he's not hitting the numbers you want him to see. No. All right. Uh, middle game, Storm versus Dragons, which could have been a car wreck, but uh, apparently the Storm are just trotting their B-grade side out here with uh, Kenny Bromwich named as hooker. Uh, so they've got Munster out for a couple of weeks and Harry Grant out for a couple of weeks with hamstring and some other sort of injuries respectively. And then they'll both be good to go for origin, though. So thank you, Craig, for uh, keeping them nice and fresh for us. Uh, outside of that, Pappenhausen named in 19. Uh, Ryan, throwing to you, uh, percentage chance on Pappenhausen playing on Sunday? Oh, if there's a God, <laughs> please, we need Pat back. Um, honestly, I, I think it's a pretty good chance he plays. I'm not too sure why he's even named in 19. If um, Yeah, I don't know. I'm, I'm just really praying that he does run out there. You'd have to think that if he's fit, they're, they're going to need him. Like, look at this side. You've lost your... Your entire first choice spine, apart from Jerome Hughes, for the most part, Kenny Bromwich has got to be up there for the worst hooker in the league. <laughs> no, mate, if Josh Maguire played hooker for twenty minutes last last, oh, is that is it too soon? You have to. <laughs> <laughs> oh gosh! Just remember that Kenny Bromwich made his debut for the Storm at at nine, I believe. He also played for. New Zealand at nine, he, he so he's not the worst guy running around. He's want- definitely not the top of the list, but. <laughs> I want to say that Kenny Bromwich, that game that he played at nine, I think New Zealand won that game. Uh, I will leave that to you. Yes, I'm pretty, sure, I'm pretty sure I was sitting at the Victoria Point Tavern yeah, that, was, that game. They were probably playing some minnow, though, like England. No, I think it was Australia. <laughs> that's a valid shot at the Tigers too I love it Um, all right so outside of that obviously I'm pretty I'm putting what I'm saying with Pappenhausen is the Storm have a pretty uh, standard procedure with this stuff is they name them in the extended bench and then if they get through the captain's run they're in Uh, in that case what I'm seeing potentially is I'm seeing Nico Hines at six and Riley Jack's at hooker potentially even with Kamikamitha back to the bench, something like that. So yeah, yeah I, think I think the it's storm more complicated side, than that. Yeah, I don't think this team's going to look anything like it does right now. Nope. No. Uh, so I mean, guess long story short, you're praying for Pap. Um, probably want to have cover though, but you have to imagine, given the carnage, a lot of people are going to be trotting sixteen out anyway. So maybe just yolo it. On uh, the dragon side of the ball. We have not a lot. Um, Bye, Max. Bye, Max. We got a fee guy. We got a fee guy. The 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 fee guy. Uh, so obviously, anyone that didn't move Alvaro probably needs to do that immediately. Although you may not have a choice. Josh Maguire, though, um, overall player. So Matt, I'll kick it to you. 
Uh, number one, um, so I'm going to uh, operate under the assumption that Paul Green is not as much of an idiot as I think he is, and Maguire is going to be available in round 13. Is he a buy target for you? Well, here's another one we talked about about two months ago. Um, annoyingly, he's making money. Um, even more annoyingly, he's now playing ridiculous minutes, which of course means he's killed Alvaro for all of us Alvaro fans, which is mm-hmm. probably it probably was 30% two or three weeks ago. Um, is he a buy? Um, put him in the category of Aiden Tolman, Gerbo, most unexciting players to watch even more so because I just want to punch him in the face. Um, I can't see his face staring back at me from my screen for weeks on end. So, no, I won't be buying Josh McGuire, although I did seriously, seriously look at him for a couple of weeks. Okay. And, Brian, do you agree with that? Yeah, down to the, uh, right down to every knuckle. Uh, so outside of that, this Dragon team is pretty uninteresting. So I reckon we might move on to the. Uh, the well, hey, I think sorry. Probably, yeah, go go go. Um, have you guys got McCulloch, or are you looking to buy McCulloch for thirteen? Do you have McCulloch, right? Do we have to talk about this? Yeah. So he does. Yeah. So I've got Andrew McCulloch, and I was playing Mark in our head-to-head this week, um, in our in our big cash league that we're in, and. Uh, yeah, I, I lost by one point because Andrew oh. McCulloch went off with 13 minutes to go. Oh, that's rough. Yeah. yeah. Shout out to the Hurt Locker. Uh, it's yeah. Mm. And, um, yeah, no, so I uh, I was I was standing in my kitchen looking at the score, getting closer and closer while I was cooking dinner, and I was doing everything in my power to reverse mock Ryan, telling him <laughs> to home. And then I was like, oh, my God, Maguire's back on. Where's McCulloch? Yes! And then he just said Kotrick left because I didn't play Kotrick. I played Sini uh, instead. So uh, I had have activated my loophole like I said I was going to. It wouldn't have even been close. But anyway, and um, Kotrick with like – it was it was six points with ten minutes to go and I was like, nah, I'm still going to get toasted here. And he threw that like offload with like 30 seconds to go. I was like, here we go. We're getting a junk, a junk two tackle bus and he's going to beat me and it never happened. So – yeah, still a bit of a sore point for Ryan, unfortunately. I did, did, Will, Will, Hoppe, Will Hoppawati's dead to me. If he doesn't get Sinbin, the Dragons don't put on 20 points and McCulloch doesn't get rested. This, uh, I agree yeah. with you. The whole thing. Is there a... <laughs> why, why? Why do you have to? Why? It's a rich tapestry. I, I, I have Hoppawati in CEO and he um, he cost me a, 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 the week too. Okay. I actually had both Sinbin players this week in Fafita oh. and Hopper. So Perfect. that was Perfect. frustrating. Yeah, not that you can be complaining about having Fafita, though, so. No. No. All right, last game of the round. Speaking of Fafita, he's in with the judiciary at the moment for trying to decapitate somebody, so we'll find out if he gets off on that. Uh, Radley did something really similar last week and got downgraded, so I assume that's why they're actually challenging it, given the fact that they're paying him so much they want him to be available, particularly when he's not going to play games over the state of origin period. Uh, Dealing with Fafita, um, Let's go to Matt, seeing as you're the uh, the overall option. Uh, mm-hmm. If you assume your own for feeder, of course. Uh, let's say that, well, you're in the trade position. You are. Most people are in a terrible trade position. He might miss two weeks, play one, miss thirteen by, potentially be rested in round fourteen, uh, and then again potentially in round eighteen, uh, missing you know a lot of games, five over the next nine. Uh, is he a potential sell if he is out for the next two weeks? I, uh, I'm i in the don't sell 
guns department. Um, and that has hurt me this year with, with guys like um, Tedesco and, and Pappy missing more weeks than he was supposed to. And, of course, I'm one of these people that's held Momorowski all this time, and I'm looking at him, him sitting in 18, which is fantastic. Um, look, I'm not going to sell him, and, and part of that is, you know, you got to trade him to get him out, and then you got to find the coin to bring him back again later. Mm. Um, so I'll just sit him down there and hope I get mega scores in those other four games. Yep. Ryan, what are your thoughts as head-to-head? Potential, uh, you know, obviously it's a lot of cash. Mm. Uh, uh, the way this year is going for me, I, I just don't have the trades to spare to, to get rid of someone like Fafita. It's just, yeah, it's been an absolute nightmare and, yeah, I'm, I'm just going to hold him, I think. Yep. Mate, Jamal Fogarty. Mm. Loving it. Scale of 1 to 10, how moist does he make you, Ryan? <laughs> yeah. Um, about an 11, I think. Oh, yes. Um, yeah. That, oh, how, how good's he going? And he, we, we talked him up last week as, as a great buy, and, and I still think he is. He's, a, he's, a, he's especially a great buy as long as he's partnered with Tanner Boyd as well. He's, he's an even better buy with Tanner Boyd next to him. Yeah, he's awesome. I mean, you could have got him for 50K cheaper than what he is now, but he's still a buy. Um, he's probably got 100-plus grand in value left and um, playing around 13 and, and pumping out. Awesome elite keeper level scores at the moment, so he's doing really, really well. Uh, Brimson seems to be back, uh, but he's going to play, maybe not play Origin. Uh, that's that's kind of the biggest question mark for me in the Queensland side is is whether Brimson's going to be there. Um, is it is it Brimson versus Bunt for that fourteen? That's in my opinion, it is. Mm. Yeah. Does that mean he's going to be eighteen and be still unavailable and therefore very annoying? Yeah, probably. Um, so I'm glad yeah. I didn't buy him then. Yeah. <laughs> pray for, pray for him being 18th so that my not buying him was a good idea. Yeah. Well, the other thing is he might even play centre and they might have Kate Well on the bench or something like that as well. Uh, he's a big body, so it's not like he can't handle it. Um, you know, if you subscribe to the Pick Your Best 17 and get him in jersey, he's in there. So um, it'll be interesting to see how that all shakes out. But other than that, this uh, Titans side's pretty uninteresting. For people that need a centre... And I, I know it's a bit rough of me to be recommending centres after last week. But, uh, mate, Brian Kelly is floating around at a really nice price point still. Mm. Uh, coming off a of 38 last week. Uh, he's kind of not performing at his peak. But, yeah, um, yeah I mean, what are we thinking there? Last well, three games, 38, 27, 38. Yeah, I'm really considering Kelly this week just because I need a centre. If you look at last week's score, he also had, I think, like minus 18 in negatives, which is ridiculous for, for a guy like him. Normally, that's he, he doesn't come close to that. I think he had like about three or four more missed tackles than what he normally does, plus a couple of extra errors and a penalty. Yeah. Um, and we know how rare, rare penalties are. Yeah, the Tigers um, were pasted, uh, were The Titans were pasting the Tigers too, so you wouldn't think they would. Yeah. So, Do they win? Tiger, Titans won, didn't they? They yes, did. They the did. Tigers yeah. came back, but they didn't get there. Yeah, cool. All right. Yeah, so so I, I think he's a good buy. Um, and and I've got a little bit of concerns about the other center in this team, Tyrone Peachy, uh, with Aaron Clark out of the side. 
He's been uh, playing sort of like 25, 30 minutes to start the game in the middle and then coming back on in the second half and playing hooker, which is very bad for his PPM because he, mm. it, it doesn't give him the opportunity to get those, you know, attacking, tackle-busting runs like that he normally does. So, yep. yeah, there, there's um, two senators in here and uh, one's about 200K cheaper. So Yeah. I think, Peachy, if you have him, obviously you're holding him, though. You're not yeah. selling him. Oh, for sure. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, but, yeah, certainly not buying. I'd probably be looking at – I'd look at Bradman best if you doing it gonna do that i know you probably lose a little bit of money this week but um you know it is what it is and, and hope that uh old mate stops hogging it fitzgibbon uh on the other side of the ball here uh we got momorowski in jersey 18 which makes me sad face uh so they've gone with the approach of pick the side that has been winning although they've somehow managed to fit Sorensen and hopgood into the side um for people that have held Momorowski, uh, being that we're so close to round 13 where he's definitely going to play, uh, where are we sitting on Momorowski? Uh, I'll get Matt, you can go. Um, I don't know. I, I've been pondering this myself, knowing full well that they're going to at least lose Nathan Cleary. They might lose Jerome Luai as well. So there might be two half spots available, which means you'd have to think Paul Momorowski um, Momorowski gets Burton's centre spot for that one week. I've already held him for three. Do I really want to hold him for six at 500k? Um, that's that's the tricky bit. I think I'll probably be doing a case of keep fiddling with my trades over the next 48 hours until I find something that's good. And if he happens to bring me a better option than than my other red dots, then I'll go that way. But I can certainly see why people say, you know what, I've held him for three weeks. I'll hold him a couple more, get that last score, and then bail. Yeah, I mean, the field for me and, and uh, Ryan, <laughs> I'm going to hit you with another sore point here in a minute. Mm. Um, the, the field for me seems to be uh, seen as, like, for, I, personally, I've got two green dots in the centres with Kotrick and Kelly. Uh, hang on to Momorowski and see if that side changes this week or next week and wait for um, Zach Lomax to come back at that really juicy price point. He's also yeah. a good loop option this week being the last game. So Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, so, I mean, uh, Ryan, what, you, what about you? You're a Momo holder, I think, aren't you? No, I sold him. Oh, to to, um, to Lomax. Lomax, yeah, oh, who immediately oh, got right. injured. Oh, rough. Yeah, who immediately <laughs> got injured. Yeah, so I, I actually finally made a I made a good call in selling um, Momorowski, and like most of uh, my decisions this year, they end up with injured players. So, yeah, um, but definitely put Lomax on your watch list. He should be on everyone's watch list as a as a very cheap keeper centre. So yeah, and plays around thirteen. Theory. If it makes you feel well, any better, Ryan, I nearly bought him too. Oh, well, that it doesn't make me feel better, but thank you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I mean, Herbie Farmworth sitting there. He's been playing really well, pretty well. He might be one to look at if you desperately need a centre in that bracket. Um, well, but, um, I mean, I've, I've got a smoky centre. Um, okay. Morgan Harper, he's yes. doing all right. Yeah, he's been, he's been okay with Turbo back in the side. He's, he's, I think he's got some upside. Um, and he's holding Suli on the bench. Yeah, which is, uh, I mean, I, I think Suli's been a bit, um, I don't know, up and down throughout his career. Uh, but yeah, no, I, th- I think Morgan Harper's been going quite well. But that said, he's also now twenty k more expensive than Brian Kelly. So I guess you got to figure mm-hmm. out. Um, is he is he really going to kick on with uh, with Turbo in the side? And if you if you Matt, how long is Turbo going to be in the side? <laughs> 60 minutes. <laughs> oh, no, don't do that to him. 
No, I don't do that to him. Um, all right. So I guess a couple of items in closing that I wanted to touch on. Number one is the uh, the big pink elephant in the room that we haven't spoken about yet, which is Zaxini. Uh, so obviously. We haven't? But no, what about the hair? Yeah, no, I, I mean, we glossed over him and it may have been intentional for me, but I'm feeling, you know, happy and comfortable enough that I can speak about him. Um, so obviously uh, young players sometimes get uh, issues with confidence and he dropped a ball and then he dropped another one and then he kept dropping them because he lost all his confidence. You'll remember that also happened to Dylan Edwards uh, and he went back, played reserve grade for a little bit and then came back just as good as ever. Uh, so I assume that uh, Madge is, is doing a little bit of saving him from himself here a little bit and letting him go back and, and get his confidence again, uh, which I think is probably a good idea as much as it's annoying for fantasy coaches. Um, at 252, though, as well, he's a, uh, he's, you know, you're not going to be selling him and, and trying to do anything like that. you just got to park him in your number 21 and hope he comes back, I guess, eh? Hey? Pretty much. Yep. Yeah, yeah, tend to agree. Hopefully he gets a run. But, I mean, normally he's, this is the type of player that you'd like to hold and have, um, you know, for for round 13 when Origin players are out. But, unfortunately, I, I don't know if there are any Origin players in this no, <laughs> there's not. back line. No, there's not. There's not any in the 17. Mm. Um, Queenslander doesn't have to lose a lot of outside backs to, for them to lose one. Yeah. Mm. To get Umbai back into the centres. Oh God, no! He's not. He's probably closer than what you think. Who's who's uh, who's taking a punt on Umbai at three hundred and seven k? Not me. <laughs> you can miss me with that straight away, um, mate. Well, I guess the other thing, and that that I guess segues a little bit into the last thing. And I said I was going to talk about it at the start of the show, but I forgot, and then we were kind of you know balls deep in the podcast. So I'm coming back to it at the end, and I apologise to anybody that was listening to it at the start, um, mate. The state of origin. Um, comments this morning looking at basically the three-horse race between the five-eights for uh, New South Wales. My comments were that I uh, I didn't think any of them were particularly good options. Um, obviously, I'm having trouble coming up with a, a better option, um, but I don't think any of them. But, Matt, I want to uh, put it to you first before I, I'm going to quiz Ryan and see how close our uh, our minds are because we have a little uh, – Mind meld. Mm-hmm. Matt, who, if you were sitting in the, the coach's box with Brad, um, taking your Raiders hat off, um, which which of the three, or who would you pick to play six ex- outside Cleary? It would be Luai, and I wouldn't even have to think about it. Okay. Um, Cody Walker, we've already seen what he does at origin level. He's not up to it. We're talking about a guy who is very, very good in space. At fullback, won't take a hit up because he doesn't want to get hit. Um, in the most physical encounter of the sport. He's not origin-built. Put a big, fat red line through him. I don't care how skillful he is. Origin football is not his go. I love Jack White and through and through. He should have played six last year. He looked lost in the centres, but this year he's playing balls, which is very infuriating. <laughs> um, quite frankly, Luai's the best six in the well, maybe not in the game at the moment because there's a couple better, but it'd be hard to say he's not in the top maybe three or four sixes in the game at the moment. So, mm-hmm. you know, halves combination that's playing this well in a team that has lost one game in, what, 24 months or something, pick him. Yeah. Well, it's funny that you actually mentioned that. I'm going to come back to that. Ryan, what what do you think is my problem with all three of these options? And, in fact, the same issue that I have also applies to Nathan Cleary. Um, 
I don't know. I think you might have got me here. Is it that the fact that they're New South Welshmen? Is that is that the problem you got with them? Well, I have a problem with them because they're from New South Wales, but that's not that's not why I don't think they're a bad combination. The thing that all of these guys have in common is none of them have any experience at executing and winning big games, and that includes Nathan Cleary. So when they won the Origin Series, not last year, the year before, there was a pretty talented half there by the name of James Maloney. Oh. And I don't know if you – I think it was two years ago, wasn't it? Yeah. Maloney? He's played in that series too, yep. Yeah. So Maloney – but Maloney won that series. And that was off the back of probably the worst Queensland side that I've ever seen in my life. No, and that was last year's side that won. No, no, the one before when they had like Dylan Napa and Jared Wallace in game one. Yeah, I still think last year's side was worse than they won, which is no. in pretty bad. No, so the, the the difference is in the the difference is in the forward pack, and Teddy and Cook absolutely cut him to shreds, and then Maloney finished us off. Uh, then last year, um, you had the combination of Cleary and Whiten and and Cody Walker and and these guys running around, but that you know they couldn't execute the game plan. And then in the grand final last year for Penrith, the Storm just absolutely ambushed them, and they weren't ready for it mentally. Uh, they're flat track bullies. These Penrith guys, and I think as soon as they come up against a team that's actually willing to put some pressure on Nathan Cleary and Luai, they're going to be in big trouble. That is been the knock on New South Wales halves for over a decade, and there's a pretty good reason for it um, because the blokes playing in the six and seven on the other side are winning grand finals every year. Yeah. So, and this um, is what I mean is you, you know, know it's, Harry Evans it's, and Munster, and even Harry Grant. You know, they they've been around that culture; they understand it. Um, you know they're you know they've got they got um, winning seasons oozing out of their eyeballs. Luke Keary would have been absolutely perfect for this number six jersey, uh, being with Cleary because he's got that experience. He's been there. He's done it. He's done the apprenticeship behind Cronk. You know Cleary's sat behind Jamie Soward. You know they you know they just you know if for me I don't see him being able to go into the cauldron, and you know when their backs up against the wall. Cleary disappears. He doesn't take over. And this is the this is the difference is, you know, who do you pick there? Because not, they don't have that guy. The closest thing they've got is Adam Reynolds. You know, but they can't pick him against next to Cleary. Uh, Cleary would be perfect at six if you let Reynolds control it and let Ke- let Cleary use his running game. But then they're never going to do that. And this no, is the thing not. is, you know, do you play do you play Tedesco at six and T- Trebojevic at one? Hell, you could play Trevojevic at six the way he's going at the moment. Yeah. But then if Cleary goes down with an ankle injury in the first five minutes, they got oh, yeah, no, nobody, nobody with a kicking game. So, you know, I mean, and this is the this is the big dilemma is they don't have any winners. <laughs> and, and you know, like we can pick guys like Edric Lee who, you know, he grew like four legs in that last State of Origin game. He was absolutely monstrous on that wing. He was, he was more of an impact than the halves were for New South Wales last year, Edric Lee. So, you know, and this is the problem that I have is, you know, Cleary is really, really good while his teammates are absolutely dominating, dominating people. One of the biggest problems I've had this year watching Cleary play as a non-owner is, do you know how many times he's hit the ground this year? Only when he wants to. Only when he's scoring tries. <laughs> That's the only time he's touched the ground. He could play in a dinner suit. He's playing like Cameron Smith, you know, Cameron Smith, but, like, at least he, you know, when he 
was kicking, you know, he's making 50 tackles a game. Cleary makes tackles. And don't get me wrong, he's one of the best defensive halves, if not the best defensive half in the NRL. And, you know, he's got an amazing kicking game, an amazing running game. He can steer the squad around. But I don't know if he's a big game player. And I just, I don't know, they don't have anybody else. <laughs> so, yeah. Yes. Yes, that's the answer. There isn't anyone else. Yeah. Mm. So, I mean, it's really unfortunate for them about about Kiri, but I was just scrolling through the teams there and I can't find a good solution for them. And that's that's why I think Queensland are going to win again this year. And you couldn't go balls deep on Moses either, could you? You couldn't no, well, play Moses next to Cleary, could you? No, well, he's a flat track bully as well. He's He hasn't done anything. He, has he ever won a game in a final series? No. So, you know, there you go. You know, it's it's uh, I, honestly I don't have an answer for them. They should fly Maloney back from Super League. Oh, do the Alfie Langer like you're bringing Maloney yeah. back like Alfie they Langer? Nearly did last year, didn't they? they um, oh, they well they they need to. They got they got nothing else. It it could be it could be Mitchell Pierce. Mm. Yeah, sure. At least he you know didn't he he went pretty well. And they, did they win a grand final with the Roosters? No, uh, they didn't. He, no. I am um, no. No, I don't, I don't think, think so. They did. No, I mean Re- Reynolds is the the closest thing they've got to a. He's the only only available player that's won a premiership in that wasn't, in that halves. Was, was wasn't Mitch Pierce there in twenty thirteen or no? You're testing oh, my memory. No, it, was, it was Maloney and Pierce in the halves, wasn't it? Yeah, I think so. In in twenty thirteen, I think. Yeah, right. Mm. No, okay. Yeah, so anyway, that's my uh, that's my gripe with the not the gripe, but that's my justification for why I think Queensland's going to mop the floor with them again, even if they do pick Edric Lee. So, they won't, oh, won't need to pick Lee though, so that'll be fine. No, they'll have no. they'll have some outside backs this year. Yeah, Holmes and Gagai with uh, uh, who else is there? Xavier Coates and um, and either Brimson or Catewell is the back four. Um, you know, obviously we know Ponga's going to be playing number one, and then Munster and DCE. So you know we've got guys there that have that have been there and done it. So yeah, I'm uh, I'm looking forward to it. But that's uh, that's it. Anyone got anything else to add before we sign off, Ryan? You start. Um, no, no, I, th- I think I'm good. No, cool. All right, Maddie, you got a? Do you want to give us a plug for your uh, your your other podcast that you do, Raiders? Yeah, I, um, I do a Raiders podcast called the Green Machine Podcast. I'm starting in about half an hour's time, so um, please get on and listen. Um, it's not as sad as you might think, given how <laughs> the way our situation's going at the moment, but. Yeah, we try to keep people laughing if we can. They basically just sit around and talk about the glory days with Mal Meninga for ninety minutes. Not quite, not quite. <laughs> no. but we we did we did that through I think sixteen and seventeen, and really things weren't going well. <laughs> and, and discussed fan theories about why Jared Croker should be on the wing. Oh, that's <laughs> as common as yeah. Anyway, <laughs> yeah. I'm I'm trying to hit his buttons, but he's not biting. All right, thank you very much for. Uh, joining us tonight guys and we'll be back so send us through all your questions tlt i promise i won't recommend you seeing you again this week and we'll uh we'll talk to you tomorrow love you guys